Welcome back to another edition of Be The Change Georgia, brought to you by Be Local Georgia. I'm Nathan Stuck, and I'm passionate about amplifying the voices of the amazing leaders surrounding the B Corp community in the Southeast who are showing how making a profit and making a difference aren't mutually exclusive ideas. Today, there are more than 4,000 B Corps across 75 countries and 150 industries, unified by one common goal, transforming the global economy to benefit all people, communities, and the planet. If you want to learn how to plug into our purpose-driven business community alongside the inspiring leaders we feature on this show, check us out at BeLocalGeorgia.com, and we'll hope to meet you at our next event. Today, you'll have the opportunity to learn from Jen Singh, the sustainability catalyst at ATDC. Jen has more than 15 years of experience in building and scaling innovative businesses at both startups and large corporations. She brings that experience to ATDC by supporting early stage companies at the forefront of solving some of our most pressing climate and environmental challenges. In this episode, Jen and I discuss her role as a sustainability catalyst in supporting startups, the importance of meaningful connections, the evolving narrative of sustainability as a business imperative, and the positive impact of climate conscious practices on both the environment and the company bottom line. Stay tuned as we explore the transformative power of technology and collaboration in shaping a sustainable and environmentally conscious future. Jen Singh, welcome to the Be The Change Georgia podcast. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me. I know. I don't know why it took this long. Kind of mad at myself. Well, you know, we just needed a little time to make it even better. Yeah, no, it's, uh, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm always excited to like share these conversations with the world. So um, especially somebody who literally we were talking before we came on about like, your name seems to always come up in conversations. You're one of those like, true Atlanta, I mean, even in this just Georgia in general, like connectors of people. Um, so it's it's exciting to to share your voice and your your wisdom and everything with with our listeners. So glad to have you. Well, thank you. So you, I was going to say recently, but it's now been, um, it's been a while. Uh, I was like, but you, you're now the sustainability catalyst at ATDC. So can you share with our listeners, like, what is a sustainability catalyst? And uh, how did your journey lead you to this role? And I will, I'll just add in, uh, and why are you perfect for it? <laughs> So I've been working as a sustainability catalyst, I think it's seven or eight months now. I joined in April. Um, ATDC, for those who aren't familiar, is a technology incubator for the state of Georgia. We're funded by the state and uh, we're housed at Georgia Tech. We serve entrepreneurs throughout the entire state. So not just in Atlanta, but across all of Georgia. And really, our goal is to help create economic development through entrepreneurship, helping companies learn how to create a business and then help them scale along the way. So we have a few different catalysts within ATDC, and we're really subject matter experts who work with certain portfolios of companies in that space in order to help them grow. Um, So my role is working with all of our sustainability tech solutions. We've got 16 companies that are building really cool tech in order to help 
um, meet and abate climate and environmental challenges that exist right now. So think about renewable energy technology, um, agriculture technology, water tech, circular economy tech. And so my role is to really help them think strategically about their business um, and then also help pair them with different types of folks who can help them grow. So that's connections to potential investors, potential customers, mentors. I'm kind of like that quarterback where if I can't help and move the ball forward, I'll throw the ball to somebody else who can help progress and make that play. Yeah, no, that's 100% why you and I have become friends. It's like we were both that person. When we're talking to people, we're thinking about who does this person need to meet? Who in my network? And and to me, that's like the real value of networking is and when people really begin to value your friendship and value your presence is that thinking about them, not necessarily what what's what's in it for me right now. It's what's in it for this company. And one of those those companies actually is a well, Kat's been on the podcast and is a certified B Corp. And who else is in there is uh that's in the B Corp community? I think that might be our only one right now, but we definitely have others that we've been talking to or been talking to you, um, including is Vertical Active where at B Corp yet? We just did a lot of spreadsheet work yesterday and uploaded it. So um, we're having a fun time with our analysts, uh, nice. but hopefully by the time this comes out, they should be done. So. Yeah, because that I was trying to remember because somebody just told me they got accepted, and I was like, "Who was it?" Yeah, they're one of our newest portfolio companies doing sustainable apparel manufacturing. So we're really excited to work with them. Um, and I've known Tia along with you for a long time in this ecosystem. So we're excited. We we cater to a lot of different types of entrepreneurs in this space. And that's the fun part is, you know, working in different subject areas, but ultimately a lot of them are facing the same cha- types of challenges. So it's, you know, helping them think more strategically and getting them to the right people who can help them move forward. Yeah. Well, and a lot of times too, uh, with social entrepreneurs, whatever, mission-driven, purpose-driven, especially in the, I think in the sustainability space, you, you find you have to balance this mix of, of their desire to change the world, but also help them turn that into a, a, a profitable business model. Yep. Um, and which, which parts of changing the world can we amplify and which parts maybe can we come back to later? And it's kind of a, a difficult balancing act to, uh, but I've watched Kat's journey. It's been a lot of fun. And even Tia's journey um, of, of, of figuring out how do I do this and how do I do it the right way? So, and, and they're integral to, you know, this vision. I know you, you and I share of how do we make Atlanta and the state, the sustainability hub of, I would say not even just the Southeast, but of, of the country of, you know, we have sustainable fashion and we, we just have so much innovation happening in this space. It's cool to have, know that you're the catalyst for a lot of it as well now. Yeah, well, it's been great. You know, it's one of the newer verticals at ATDC. So it got started in February. I came on in April and we're lucky that we're powered by one of our corporate sponsors, Norfolk Southern, who's committed to this and, you know, helps provide the funding needed to support these entrepreneurs. So since I've come on, we've we've grown from 12 to 16 companies and I'm looking to bring on at least four or five more in the new year. 
That's awesome. Kind of circling back to like making meaningful connections and the challenge therein of how do you navigate the landscape of like, there is a lot of transactional, like you go to a networking event and you get a business card. And I, I literally was thinking of like, I met some people the other night and I've already forgotten who they were because I'm out of networking. Like I've been off the road for like a month. So I'm like, I didn't have business cards on me. Um, how do you navigate this landscape to like build these, these relationships that, that do endure past just like a really cool conversation at a happy hour. And then, out of sight, out of mind, we met, or the Zoom call where you get on a 30 minute Zoom and, you know, like, I'll never see that person ever again. Like, how do you, how do you manage that, that give and take? I mean, especially at the volume that I meet people, you meet people these days. I think it starts with showing up. And I think that's how I really started connecting in this ecosystem. Saw that there were gaps in the market that the corporates weren't talking to the investors, weren't talking to the startups. So we started hosting events and bringing people together in a meaningful way. And then from there, now, fast forward three years later, there's almost too, too many events. And so we're collaborating a little bit more you know, you and I have hosted events together, bringing those different networks together. And I think that's really important. But when you're right, like when you show when you're at an event, you meet so many people at once. And what I try to do is at least identify one or two folks where I might be really interested in what they're working on, or feel like it's something new that I've never heard of before, or someone meaningful that, you know, there's that nugget. And I really try to follow up with a one-on-one -on -one afterwards, either you know, coffee, virtual, whatever we can do in order to just go deeper. Because when you're at an event, you can talk for maybe five minutes before you're interrupted or you kind of get distracted. Um, so it's, it's meeting again. And then to your point, like sometimes it's people approach networking in such a transactional way, right? What can I get? Or I need this from you. I really just enjoy connecting with cool people and hearing about cool stories and technologies. And so for me, it's just more, how can we meet? If there's something that comes out of this, great. But sometimes, you know, it plants the seed for something further along. And I don't, kind of like you, I love connecting people. So if I hear something and I'm like, oh, this person that I met maybe a couple of weeks ago is working on something similar or talked about a similar theme, you guys should meet. And I will take that time to make those connections and bridge those gaps, um, which I think adds to the whole ecosystem because then suddenly it's kind of like we were talking about earlier you're talking to someone else who's talking about you and you're like how did this even happen i didn't even know you guys knew each other um and that's the fun part of of connecting the ecosystem together well it's it's very abundance mindset oriented too of of thinking about the greater good and also i mean maybe it's just being a good human of you know like I mean, it, and, and anybody, and you've been in this space for so long, anybody that's done entrepreneurship and tried to, you know, there's an element of like personal brand building. There's, there's an element of luck. There's an element of, you know, can you afford a bootstrap? There's, I mean, there's so many things that come into it, but the, it, the one thing that rings true for all of it is it's really, really hard and everybody can use a hand. Everybody can use an introduction, everybody can use that, 
that person that just kind of says, Hey, let me do you a solid. And I know like for you, and it's funny. So the next question I had to ask you was like, can you share an example of what seems like a simple connection turning into a, a meaningful collaboration? And it's funny because like you and I have, but like you this summer reached out to me when you started the new role. So I'm going to answer your question for you and then you can answer. <laughs> Yeah. Welcome to my podcast. Um, but you and it was funny because I was doing like, oh, I'm going to have some other meetings and then some other stuff. And people had things pop up and you're like, wait, did you drive all the way here to have lunch with me? And I'm like, yeah, I did. Um, so because awesome. for those who don't know, I live in Athens. So like driving into Atlanta isn't always the most fun. It wasn't rush hour. But if you have to hit the connector, you hit the connector and it can be three in the morning and you hit the connector. So, um, yeah, I just thought that was funny of like of, of and out of that lunch meeting we decided to collaborate on an event probably had 100 people there and just just and you know and then we started bringing in like who else can collaborate on this route local we let conscious capitalism table like it was just a really cool event that came out of me going like no jen's totally worth the time to meet and if you're going to make the time for me then i can drive in so anyway that's my story do you have any kind of like those one-off meetings that turn into something beautiful I'm really excited because I actually do today. Um, this was announced yesterday, but one of our companies within this ATDC portfolio was just announced that it was acquired. And it all became because I made an introduction. Um, you know, I've known Noah Godfrey, who is the co-founder of this company called Amplify. They're a plastic action platform. So helping corporate companies, you know, quantify and reduce their plastic waste um, footprint. And, uh, you know, I've known them in the in the ecosystem for a long time. We've done events together. Uh, and when I joined ATDC, I became their coach, which was phenomenal and really exciting. And he was, you know, looking for a little bit of mentorship on a specific topic around plastics. And, you know, another person that I know in this ecosystem is um, Leticia Sokal from um, Climco. And she has historically always been a good mentor and resource at ATDC. So I just introduced them, said, you guys will enjoy each other. You have a lot in common. You should talk. And little did I know that that talk turned into a much deeper relationship between the two companies. And they just announced yesterday that Climco is acquiring Amplify. And uh, yeah, so it, it's just a great example where, you know, one little email that you write can turn into something like super meaningful for an entrepreneur or really for the, the whole climate ecosystem here in Georgia, because that's such a great success story. That's amazing. And the fun part, too, is like the, the thing I'll throw out there to the universe is like, Jen and I don't do these things for the thank you, but please let us know when they happen because it fills our cup. Like yes. it motivates us to like do the work that we do. So, so like we don't need you to like, hey, thank you so much. We just need like, hey, by the way, that intro you made, uh, they acquired us, or you know, they they ended up like I've done that before, where you get the note that like, hey, they ended up hiring me. They made me an offer, and you're like, I just thought you should meet them. That's awesome. So, but. <laughs> It, it does. It just like, like speaking of Amplify, it, like it recharges your battery. It like amps you to like continue to know that you're making a difference in the world. Exactly. Exactly. So you've talked about, well, now that we've talked about since I'm answering my own questions, uh, serving the community, bridging relationships. 
Can you elaborate on, you know, I would call it the abundance mindset of, of how it's influenced your work, not just at ATDC, but before, like how has it influenced your work and your career? Yeah. I mean, going way back, I started my career more in corporate innovation. And so working with startups in that capacity, but it was really apparent, became a quickly apparent that relationships were just so key to the success of these startups. You know, a lot of times entrepreneurs believe like their technology is the best and is, you know, so meaningful and is go- that innovation is most important. And yes, and you still got to sell it at the end of the day. And I think we all know that sales comes down to relationships and people and, you know, meeting the right people, having the right people in your network who can advocate for you. So, you know, I got really, I don't know, just drawn to startups and working with them and kind of helping them think about how to grow and scale. I had opportunities to get more engaged in the ecosystem through nonprofit work. And so tried to show up locally here through a couple of different types of like networking events or nonprofits where, you know, that that drive to bridge, drive to create those relationships were activated. And, and now I'm really like lucky, like I'm at a place where, you know, my job is to part, partially be that connector, right? Half of my job is coaching, but half of my job is to understand the ecosystem and make sure that the right people are coming to ATDC and that we're bridging those right connections. So, you know, I think it's really important to make sure that you are thinking about not what's in it for me, but how can we all grow together as a community? Um, You know, rising tides lift all ships. It's a cliche, but it's true. And I think especially in the climate community and in social impact work, like the challenges out there are just so great that you don't, there is no scarcity, right? It, it, there is this abundant challenge. And so I think it's coming together, bringing all of our resources, cross-pollination of ideas, and, and those relationships are going to help us scale faster. And that's what we need right now. I mean, we're not going to solve this by moving, you know, in little incremental changes. We need that, you know, exponential change at this point to solve the climate crisis. I love that you like, and it's funny because I think he's become known for the relationships matter, but like the Joey Womack of the like, but it's, it's so true though. That is, you know, and even in the climate space now, I think you see, you know, I advised an accelerator last year, the social impact part of the accelerator. And, you know, it, there was a company where I'm like, you're like, this isn't novel. Like you, like the, a lot of these ideas, it's a, it's a great idea. And usually, you know, it's a great idea because other people are doing it. Um, but it's, it's going to come down to the relationships you have, the networking you're able to do, the the doors you're able to open through those things of whether or not you're ultimately going to be successful. Because, you know, this, this isn't like you didn't invent the first widget. Um, so I think that's the, the, the tough part for people to understand, but also the importance of having people in the ecosystem like you, like Joey. Um, who who are always thinking of like, I really like this entrepreneur and they're so passionate and I want to help them. Who do they need to know that can open those doors and, and move them forward? 
Yeah, because it's really hard to be an entrepreneur. And a lot of people just, they, they also don't have the time to do all that networking. Like a lot of entrepreneurs realize like they need the relationships, but they're also building a business. So if you can have someone who's that like one to many connector in the middle, I think it just helps simplify what they need to do as entrepreneurs and helps them focus their time a little bit better. I definitely know that after first complete year or two of, of figuring out where is you plan for the year ahead, like where to invest that time and which, which networking, you know, and I mean, I was, I told you this the other day of like, or maybe it wasn't you. I think maybe I was talking about you, but I was like those, anytime Jen throws a, any sort of like networking event, if you know, ATD, like there's always really good connections in that room. So if you're listening and you're, you're not following Jen on LinkedIn to know when events are coming up, um, you're missing out on some really good events, but that, I mean, that is kind of the, how do you invest your time appropriately? And as an entrepreneur, your time is money. Um, but also knowing you need to make these connections. So, but I think giving yourself the grace sometimes to, occasionally you do go to one and you're like, nope, there was nobody here that I needed to meet. Um, but usually out of that, you'll meet somebody at that event who you can help. So you can at least pay it forward and feel good about attending. But if you do that for your entire entrepreneurial career, you will um, be closing down shop pretty soon. Yep, exactly. So as we talk about like sustainability solutions, um, climate conscious practices, I mean... <sighs> Obviously, you and I live in this space, so I think we're seeing it. But how do we shift the narrative from these being like, oh, these are nice to have. Oh, it's we do it because it's the right thing to do. And what are you seeing that is making more of the because I always embrace capitalism and, and I the demand curve and the power of the demand curve because capitalism chases dollars. How do we make this business case? And, and what are you seeing that is making the business case from like, you know, you talked about Amplify from like sourcing ideas and what CERT does, you know, how do we source smarter? Um, what are you seeing out there that is not only taking this out of it being a nice to have, but taking it from a, it's a nice to have, and it is good for your bottom line. Yeah, I think we're really seeing that shift and it's been a really rapid shift before COVID. Like you said, it was, especially in the corporate world or the investment world, it's like, oh, it's a nice to have. I'm being philanthropic. I'm giving, you know, it's part of my corporate responsibility plan or so, you know, it, it was just more like, let's do it to be good people. But I think businesses are really realizing now and part of its regulation, part of its investor demands, consumer demands, but it's ultimately like, it's good for business. It is more efficient. It can drive profitability in a business and it also mitigates risk, right? A lot of climate issues are becoming risk issues, whether it's natural disasters or limited resources, um, supply chain issues. And so we're seeing all of these things like converge and people are finally waking up and it's like, oh, and then on the flip side, I think it's also seen as this like great market opportunity. I mean, we are in the midst of this huge transition, especially as it relates to renewable energy. It's like the next industrial revolution in some way, or like the digital revolution and transformation that happened last decade. But this is the this is the new economy. And so I think capitalistic forces are at play. But to your point, like 
when I look at my entrepreneurs, a lot of them love their tech and love the problem that they're solving, but aren't as good about telling that, making that business case or putting it in dollars and cents. And so I think that's ultimately what's what's going to drive the adoption. When you can quantify not only like the environmental savings or the environmental impacts, but also the fiscal impacts. And a great, great example, one of my portfolio companies is in the built tech space. They are working on making commercial buildings more energy efficient. They just ran this really great pilot with, you know, nine different buildings and they were able to say, hey, we can save 30% in energy efficiency. Like that is huge. But then they went a step further and said, you know, just with those nine buildings, that's $2 billion in annual savings, like $2 million, right? And so when you start running those ROIs, when you start making that business case, it becomes a little bit of an easier sell to the corporate buyers and to the investors that say, hey, we should be doing this just to, you know, make it good for our shareholders at the end of the day. So I won't go on my like complete soapbox, but yeah, I think that the, the important part, like we in the B Corp community struggle with making the, the dollars and cents argument. And because it feels like slimy or too capitalist or like too money oriented, but at the end of the day, like, you know, selling this to a CFO of a big company, like they have hard decisions to make, to make payroll, to, you know, open a new facility, capital decisions, and like money matters. And I think we need to get better at having those conversations and being able to show here's the $2 million. Here's why we're doing this. Oh yeah. And then take it to the marketing team. Also, it makes a really cool marketing story for attracting Gen Z talent who cares about these things. Making that business case is, is when we'll start to really, really, really see the, and you're, we're already seeing it. I mean, you know, we used to be the young millennials in the workforce and now we're like, Gen Z is like, Hey grandpa. Um, but yeah, I think seeing that the shift in the workforce too coming in of like, these things are important to them. So if you can, if you can show that double whammy with cost savings as well, or revenue gains, like it's, it's a slam dunk, no brainer. Yeah. And I think the changing mindset maybe with your B Corps and also my entrepreneurs is it's okay if you make money doing these good things too, right? Like you have to sustain your business. You have to be able to pay yourself. It's good if you're growing the economy by creating jobs and, you know, being transformational at the same time. Because I think sometimes there's a little bit of that guilt of, well, I should just be doing this because it's the right thing to do. But yes, and it's also great if you're able to be a success because of it. And grow our local economy for it. So I think it goes in both sense, like encouraging founders that they should embrace, you know, being successful and tell their story in a great way that encourages that adoption. Yeah. I always use the analogy at my, at my old job that I got 1% of the budget for film. That was basically my budget every year, 1% of revenue. So I'm like, yeah, everything I thought about too was how do I help the company grow? Cause my budget gets bigger. So I have more impact money. So it's like, you scale your revenue, you scale your profitability. We can pay bigger bonuses. Our team's happier, but also now I've scaled my impact. Yep. Um, I think reframing the way we talk about that is, is important. Cause yeah, there's that social impact, like martyrdom, like must die broke, changing the world thing that we probably need to let go of. We can, and we can make money and we can make money 
in a humanity centered way. We, you know, of, of being, you know, rewarding ourselves for the risk we took, but not necessarily needing to be on the, you know, billionaires list, <laughs> make more money than we can spend in a lifetime. So to wrap us up today, I had one more question around, um, you know, I mean, hearing the story and I hope that I didn't just over talk and oversell you, but I, I, you know, I'm inspired by our conversations for somebody listening to this conversation, what steps, what advice would you give them to be a more collaborative, more abundant thinking human um, in their communities, in their organizations? Like what's that one nugget you would share with them? I think we touched on some of it earlier and, you know, it's about collaborating, coming together, doing things that, you know, in ways where we can bring bigger groups together in order to move things forward. And then on an individual level, it's just, it's really about showing up, right? Coming out, meeting people, being authentic and how you're, you know, willing to show up and have those conversations. when I think about networking, it's, you know, take the meeting, right? Volunteer for something. There's so many gaps that exist right now. And if you find your passion area and just are willing to donate a little bit of time or attention to other folks, it, it really moves the needle at the end of the day. And of course, I'm going to make a plug. Like if you want to learn more about what we're building at ATDC, if you want to help our startups um, get involved with our events, we're always looking for help. So I think that's another way where, you know, we want to bring this sustainability, climate, social impact communities together. As you started, Nathan, like we want to make Georgia the place for this. We're on our way, but we need more help and we need more people to participate in that. So I think there's, there's just so many opportunities to get involved. It's just raising your hand and showing up at this point. Yeah, people always ask me, like, what's the board application process for Be Local Georgia? I'm like, if you're willing to show up, commit, and and roll up your sleeves, you're on. <laughs> you're approved. You're on the board. Um, but there is an element of that of like, yeah, we always need energy. And even if you're 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 younger and starting out your career and you think like nobody would want me on their board, or like nobody would want me necessarily to volunteer for their events or that, like, yeah, we do. <laughs> and yeah. it's, it's a great step in your you know, you think about that, like volunteering for Jen, like you're going to meet some really cool people that can change the future of your life. So, um, yeah, show up, sign up, raise your hand, get involved. Awesome. I'm so excited. This is fun. This is one of the more, I mean, I have fun on all of these, but, um, yeah, this was a good time. I'm so glad you came on and, and I know, um, you're busy and you're doing incredible work. So we're just grateful for your time and your treasure and your talent and sharing your wisdom. Well, thank you for having me. I mean, it's been such a pleasure getting to know you and the way our relationship has evolved over the years. And now we're just really great partners. And so I'm really excited. Like, let's do more events this year. Let's, you know, do more thought leadership together. And I think it it moves the needle. So I'm excited about all those collaborations we have ahead. Oh, you were on the whiteboard the other day, right? So uh, I'll... Uh... <laughs> I owe you an email. I just haven't done anything. I have the pictures on my phone, but don't worry. We're doing we're doing some stuff in awesome. 2024. That's perfect. Awesome. Well, thanks again, Jen. Really appreciate it. 
Well, that wraps up another edition of Be The Change Georgia. We're grateful as always for the opportunity to serve you with this content and grow this incredible community of purpose-driven B Corp leaders. If you haven't already, we would be grateful for you to rate this show wherever you get your podcast by simply tapping the number of stars you think it deserves and sharing it with a friend. This helps us get the word out and continue to use our collective influence as a force for good. This podcast wouldn't be possible without the help from our production team at Chat with Leaders Media. Learn how you can launch your own podcast to grow your business at chatwithleaders.com. Thanks again for listening and now go be a leader worth following.